Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. The audio in this episode depicts real-life violent events and may be disturbing for some listeners. Discretion is advised. It is third and ten. Can the Eagles stay alive right here? Steps up. On November 11th of 2018, the Eagles played the Cowboys. Three, two, one. The ball is loose. The game is over. They lost 27 to 20. A very, very hard to take defeat. And one that is going to make. I had an amazing time. I had so much fun. We were behind the uh, field goal. Lou Berrios was there. So, like, right directly behind the field goal. So we seen everything and I think it ended maybe about 11 o'clock 11 30 we jump on a train to come back home uh, we come off at Broad and Hudson Park and we walk south they went to grab Chinese food around the corner from the house and started to head back to lose it was a little after midnight I remember walking and um, it was dark they got to the house, and Lou set down his food on the front stoop and pulled out his keys. I remember unlocking it, but just having just this feeling of it, it was just just hot. And I stopped, and when I turned around and looked, I seen two guys. He walked off his front step. They're like, well, you know what this is. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, all these cameras out here, like, you really going to do this? So I looked at um, the guy, and I see a light-skinned black male with a tattoo under his left eye. I think, well, I'm going to say over his eye as well. I turn around, and as soon as I lift my leg up to run, I think my heel was the only thing that came up off the ground when I was shot in the back. Gun violence continues to plague cities across the country. In Philadelphia, people are shot every day. Police say an unidentified man walked in the store, got a gun out, and fired at least five shots. Around noon, a 26-year-old man was shot several times. Witnesses described the scene where multiple shooters opened fire as children ran away. 
one gunshot can reverberate through a neighborhood, a city, and can have a lasting impact on communities. I hear about people getting shot and they get up and they're back on the street. I ask the question, like, how? I'm constantly scared. I don't feel safe. Families have been torn apart. The grief is so powerful and profound. I really love him. And the fact that you did this to us, like, for your own agenda, for your own reason, it's just really pissing me off. Over the past five years, we've gathered interviews and stories from victims and their families, suspects and defendants. Capturing that moment when they're scared to death to say, now might be a good time to have a conversation about the decisions you're making or the moves you're making out there. And people on the front lines of the violence. You're taking a piece of somebody that they can't get back. I think the most difficult conversations are the patients that aren't doing well, that know they're not doing well, and then ask you, am I gonna die? What do bullets do to bodies? How are hospitals and medics handling the surge? And how does fear play a role in the gun violence crisis? From Gone Cold, I'm Kristen Johansson. This is Ricochet. I met Lou Berrios through Scott Charles. What we end up seeing happening with individuals who get shot, they may not have been the intended target. You know, they're, they're going out to a Chinese restaurant at midnight. And, you know, as my mom always said, nothing good happens after midnight. In November of 2018, Lou had one of the best nights of his life at his first Eagles game and was winding down with some takeout food when he was shot, pierced through his intestines and other organs. At that moment, I did not know what happened. I felt something like, almost like they threw a rock at me in my back and hit my back. And it, it didn't hurt. It, 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 I don't know. When, when I think about gunshots, I think about pain. I felt nothing. I felt my stomach like if I had to use the bathroom. It felt like I had to just use the bathroom so bad and I was holding it. I felt pressure. Never felt the bullet enter me at all. Uh, it, it was weird. His friend ran in terror. The shooters took off down the street, and Lou pulled out his phone and called for help. I remember thinking, you have to give the right address. I said, um, listen, please, my name is Louis Berrios. I just was shot by two, two men, uh, black men, who were trying to rob me. Please, send somebody. I don't want to die. Police arrived, and they threw Lou in the back of their squad car and rushed him to Temple University Hospital. He passed out on the way. My knees hit the ground, and I'm leaning forward. And I remember just saying, God, I'm not ready to go. He was losing blood, a lot of it, and fast. I think the most difficult conversations are the patients that aren't doing well, that know they're not doing well, and then ask you... Am I going to die? This is Dr. Amy Goldberg. Part of what trauma surgeons do is they take care of patients in the surgical intensive care unit. And I love that part. She's also known as Dr. G. She's the dean of the Lewis Katz School of Medicine at Temple University. I love taking care of patients and I loved interacting with families. She was born and raised in Delaware County, or Delco as we say here in Philly. Went to Marple Newtown Senior High School. Quite proud of that. She's been a trauma surgeon now for three decades. 
there is a very systematic way of evaluating all trauma patients, but particularly gunshot wound patients, and it's the ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation, disability, exposure. So we quickly look at the patient and we can assess the trajectory and the number and types of gunshot wounds. Dr. G says patients who have been shot routinely ask the doctors if they're going to die. I always answer no. We're going to take good care of you. We're going to get you the operating room. Lou had been shot through the back. The bullet entered his torso. Next thing I remember is actually being on a gurney going into Temple Hospital. Here's the thing. Journalists often report the condition of a gunshot victim as stable, expected to be okay, or in critical condition. The 42-year-old is in critical condition, but the 35-year-old is expected to recover. Uh, The other, again, is in critical condition. All of those victims suffered non-life-threatening injuries, but they're expected to physically recover. The victim was transported to Penn Presbyterian Medical Center and listed in stable condition. But it's more than just a condition or a word. They are forever changed. No matter how many stitches or surgeries, a foreign object with immeasurable force has entered their bodies and violated them. All bullets can cause destruction, and they do cause destruction. Bullets give off kinetic energy, and it's that kinetic energy that damages the tissues that the bullets go through. Medics and EMTs are sometimes the life-saving piece to a gunshot victim's survival. They do the ABCDE checks first, and then do their best to stop blood loss. Our goal is to stop any immediate life threat. So that's the first thing that we're doing. Then we're going to stop the bleed and make sure that they have a patent airway so that they're still alive by the time we get to the hospital. I went to Engine 47 in South Philly, the Grace Ferry neighborhood, to meet a few of the medics who repeatedly respond to shootings. So we just got this truck in a couple months ago. All the newer trucks have like the side door, so we have quick access. My name is Michael Simmons. I'm the fire paramedic captain for West Philly and Southwest Philly. I'm John Chatley, FSP for Medic 9. I'll see you soon. They have seen a steady increase in people being shot over the last few years. Uh, when I first started, uh, you would get a, a shooting here and there, maybe a couple of weeks. Now it seems almost daily, almost sometimes even hourly. You might pull up thinking you're only going to get one victim out there, and it turns to be three, four five victims and then you're overwhelmed because you're expecting one person and now you have a a whole neighborhood that's affected because so many people got shot just from one person making a decision. About a week after this interview, these medics had to respond to a mass shooting where five people died and four others were injured. It was in Southwest Philadelphia the day before the 4th of July. Now, this is probably the largest crime scene I've ever seen. It spans about five blocks. You see caution tape from one end of the neighborhood to the other. It's just, it's absolutely devastating. I can tell you now that every porch is absolutely packed with neighbors, and they're crying, and they're talking to one another. They're trying to console each other, and they're just trying to figure out what happens next. By the time the medics got there, police had already taken the victims in their cars to the hospital. The medics remained on scene for a while to make sure there weren't other victims. Your normal shooting victim would be just an adult male. But lately, there's no rhyme or reason where it's adult males, adult females, kids now. A lot more kids are getting shot these days. And sadly, I just don't see any end in sight to that. And it's a tragedy all around. 
15-year-old Dijon Brown was killed, as were 31-year-old Joseph Wama Jr., 20-year-old Lashid Merritt, 29-year-old Damir Stanton, and 59-year-old Ralph Morales. A 13-year-old and a 2-year-old were pierced by bullets. The 2-year-old's twin brother and their mother were sliced by shattered glass as one of the bullets flew through their windshield as they drove by on their way home. Police said the shooter was walking around aimlessly firing before he was taken down and arrested. You're taking a piece of somebody that they can't get back. And while we can sit there and try to patch up that hole to try to hold you together, they can never get that piece of them them back after, after a traumatic event like that. They don't really see the after effects of what happens when they choose to pull that trigger. In the movies, you pop back up. In real life, you don't, you don't always get back up. I want the world to see the pictures. I want the world to see what patients look like when they're shot and what bullets do to bodies. People are able to not take it in, either to leave it out there that it's not my problem, what happens in North Philly, oh, not my problem. Okay, well, it is your problem. It just happened in Sandy Hook, you know, and it it just happened in Columbine, and it happened in Buffalo and Uvalde. It is all of our problems. And I want people to share ownership, and I want people to see the reality. And I am convinced if this world saw those pictures, we would have some real change. Sometimes the forgotten victims in all this is that, yeah, you have your, your individual that got shot, but then you also have their family that has to put up with all the grief, the anger, the anxiety, the depression that follows afterwards, trying to take care of their loved one that now has had to go through this traumatic experience or even now have to deal with the loss of a loved one through time knowing that they now can't say that last goodbye or answer that last phone call that they, that they wanted to or now they're beating themselves up for something that was completely out of their hand. There was a press conference following the July 3rd mass shooting where the family of Joseph Wama Jr. spoke. I still can't believe that my brother is gone and I just don't understand why this happened. He had a great sense of humor. He had the worst cooking. He tried his best. He couldn't cook, but he could sketch his butt off. I'm gonna find his artwork and just share it to the world for him on his behalf. I really love him. And the fact that you did this to us, like for your own agenda, for your own reason, it's just really pissing me off. Medical staff from Penn, where many of the victims were treated, also spoke. My name is uh, Zach Kassim. I am an emergency room physician and an ICU physician at uh, Penn Presbyterian. And I'm here with my colleague, Stephanie Wharton, who's a registered nurse. As I said to the DA, the bullets really don't care what faith you are, what party you belong to. They cause damage not only to the victims, but to the families who we then have to go to talk to in the family rooms. It's just really hard to comfort them. And it really takes a, a toll on our co- my colleagues. And to go through this, like Dr. Kassim said, very frequently, doesn't get any easier. Even though I spoke with the medics before the shooting, the trauma of seeing so many victims injured or killed by bullets impacts them daily. I hate to say when you see it so much every day, day in, day out, 
you almost become numb to it. And it's almost, I want to call it a defense mechanism so that we're able to do the job that we do to take care of everybody we need to take care of. Otherwise, we would just fall apart and break apart at seeing the same, same tra trauma day in, day out. The man arrested for the mass shooting has severe mental health issues. He's still in court limbo waiting for a trial date because he's still undergoing psychological evaluations. He was armed with an assault rifle a type of weapon Dr. G says is becoming more and more common. Bullets come in different sizes or different calibers. And what we are seeing with the AR-15s and the AK-47s are, are military-style weapons that cause enormous destruction, as opposed to 30 years ago uh, when you would see injuries from Saturday night specials or you know that kind of handgun or a 22 caliber. The medics have more tactical gear than ever before. So one, one key thing that we do now, which is in conjunction with the Philadelphia Police Department and their SWAT team, so those guys actually took the time to make sure that all the medics of the fire department were trained to respond to any active shooter in the city, make sure we were equipped with the appropriate equipment. So that, uh, Sometimes you'll have someone to say, please don't let me die and stuff like that. The important thing is to just be be honest with them. Uh, you don't want to try to give them a false sense. So you, you try to be as honest as possible with them so that they know you're there to help them through this process and just try to get you to the hospital as fast as possible. Because ultimately, you want to get them to the trauma surgeon so that they can get in there and fix whatever got damaged. As firearms have become more powerful and destructive, doctors are trying to keep up, advancing medicine as they go. There are some patients that may be shot once, and that wound can go through their spinal cord, high up on the spinal cord, so it stops them from breathing, and then those patients will die, or one bullet that goes through their brain. So you can be shot just once and die, and you can be shot 14 times and live, depending upon the caliber and where the wounds are. But make no mistake, all wounds cause destruction. 26-year-old victim was shot in the neck. An 18-year-old was hit in the hip. Police say a 17-year-old boy was shot four times in his leg. Police say he was shot in the left ear and right shoulder. And a 7-year-old boy was struck in the right leg. In Lou's case, the bullet went through his back, pierced his lung, his intestines in two separate places, his bladder, his liver, his colon, and his pancreas. It felt like my whole stomach was just growing. And that came from my intestines getting hit twice. So I had uh, all my bowel in, in me, and I caught infections. I had an infection oh, in my blood. Right. Uh, the biggest concern was my heart. My heart rate would not go. I was laying down with a heart rate anywhere from 160 to 185. Oh, my God. So I had infections for weeks. Lou's life, his health, everything he was, has all changed. From there, I would... Never be the same. Never be the same, ever. Like, from what I eat to how I go throughout my day, never be the same. We'll be right back. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast as we turn the corner into the new year a lot of people are looking to get healthier that includes hero bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. You're listening to Ricochet. Even though Lou Barrios survived getting shot, he didn't move on with his life easily. He had to go through several rounds of surgery. After surgery, it was burning in sharp agony. It just did not go away. It felt like my flesh was on fire and being eaten. Lou still lives in pain, and there's still more surgeries ahead years later, and he's been diagnosed with PTSD. Just trying to get my mental state back to where... It should be. A lot of fear. Surgeries are expensive, and Lou was in and out of rehab, unable to work because of his physical limitations. We talked to Lou a few years ago about the immediate aftermath and the trauma. For weeks, months, uh, every day, I got shot in my dream. I would go to sleep and wake up, and not only would I dream that I got shot, I felt it. Like, I would wake up and I would feel the pain. 
I'm never going to be the same. You know, I, I hear about people getting shot and they get up and they're back on the street. And I, I ask the question, like, how? When I'm constantly scared. I don't feel safe. When people who are shot roll into Temple, they meet Scott Charles. I'm the trauma outreach manager at Temple University Hospital. Scott and his team speak to every single gunshot victim and their families. We have advocates who are there essentially around the clock. People who have been shot don't just go to the hospital, get stitched up, and go home. There are deeper issues. Emotionally, psychologically, often both physical and mental health therapy is involved. These advocates are the ones to help guide survivors through the process and help with the other stuff. That can be some of the smallest things, like sometimes people will drive themselves to the hospital in their cars after being shot, and then they have to worry about their car being towed. So we'll move their car to, to the parking garage and, and pay, you know, give them a free parking pass. So that is one less thing for them to worry about. Or sometimes it's having to call a mom to say your son is here. You know, and and to try to let her know in a way that isn't going to cause even more trauma. But with the unprecedented number of people being shot in recent years, their job has changed. One of the least desirable parts of the job is going in with the medical staff when they do death notifications. We had never really had that in the past. And this is a, a unique time for us. And it's an incredibly important, you know, act, I think, is to provide families with some level of dignity so that when the doctor gives them the worst possible news, there's going to be somebody there to hold them, to support them. The grief is so powerful and profound. Sometimes the the most important thing we can give them is a hug um, or just to hold them and to let them know what, what happens next. The weight of grief affects the advocates as they often deliver the worst news of someone's life every day. It's just gotten to be too much. And so I've done as much as I could for my own health to step back. Scott relies heavily on the team he built. What we're doing with the Victim Support Advocate Program is to make sure that those individuals who are leaving the hospital after being victimized by a gunshot wound or a stabbing or what have you, is to make sure that we've linked them to a crime victim service agency if they're willing to be. And a lot of times they're unaware that they have rights as victims. We do this sometimes right at the bedside, is to link the victim or the patient with the agency even before they've been discharged. There was a kid I met one time when I was in court on another story. He was about 18 years old. He had just moved here from Baltimore and he was on crutches and he was by himself. He'd recently been shot, but was before a judge on a firearms charge. His explanation was that he fired back at people who were shooting at him he still had a bullet lodged in his upper leg. The public defender was arguing for the case to be dismissed. The judge did not grant it, said there was too much of a crisis and everyone needs to be held accountable. This kid, this teenager, this new adult, had no parent, no guardian, no mentor, no friend with him as he hobbled around the courthouse. He had taken the subway from his home and was navigating the city in pain. He looked terrified. He told me he left Baltimore because of the violence there and had come to Philly to be with and protect his younger siblings. He was a gunshot victim and a defendant. 
I got him in touch with Scott, who ended up talking with him a few times on the phone to help set up his next surgery and get him some trauma help. But after a few weeks, the teen's phone number was no longer in order. We both lost touch. And Scott says his story isn't unique. One of the things that we're trying to do, and I think a lot of people have recognized this in recent years, is like capturing that moment when they're scared to death to say, you know, now might be a good time to have a conversation about the decisions you're making or the moves you're making out there and try to redirect them to something, you know, a little more productive. Scott says there's no organized effort in the city for how to handle victims after they've been shot or how to get them on the right path. A lot of what a victim will get when they leave a hospital depends on the hospital. Um, It depends on the neighborhood that they live in. There may be an agency in their neighborhood that isn't that proactive. Um, Or because these agencies, in fairness to them, a lot of times they depend on getting information from the police department. And so it often depends on, you know, who the victim advocate is in the, you know, police district. The vast majority of shooting victims come by police as a result of scoop and run. And shout out to them for that. Lou is grateful he was taken to Temple. You know, Temple did a really great job on surgery, did a really good job on saving my life. He's still working on recovery, but has learned to forgive. I just started drafting a letter of trying to tell the people who shot me how angry I was, but how hurt I was. And then as I started, you know, getting in touch with, like, my faith and, and praying, I let that anger go. And the letter was drafted to let them know that I forgive them. I forgive them because I couldn't continue to be hurt. I couldn't. I, I, needed, to, I needed to figure a way to heal. And if I can let go of the hate, then I can really pay attention to me, mind, body, and soul, and heal. There's a pardon letter that says, even if I hurt you, I apologize. If I did anything wrong to you, I apologize. But to kill me, I don't, I don't understand that part, you know. So once that letter was drafted, a few months later, me and some friends, uh, we went around the neighborhood and we passed out about 400 letters in the neighborhood, in the community, hoping that the people who shot me received that letter. Lou's case is still unsolved. After about a month or two, I really sat down, I really prayed, and tried to figure out how, how to beat this. Like, I, I'm, I'm still alive, you know. How do I move forward? Detectives are still investigating and believe Lou had no part in the shooting. They say he's never been involved in violence. The circumstances under which they're being shot is all over the map. And so if you see me on social media, you see me constantly pushing back on this idea that everybody's a gang member because it's such a lazy trope. But at the end of the day, the one thing that they have in common or that a lot of them have in common is just fear. Next time on Ricochet. This kid had nothing to do with anything. He was just playing basketball, which is something I did when I was 15. He was shot and he was killed in a drive-by shooting that he had nothing to do with. It does affect these cops. I mean, it, it, is, it is not normal to pick up somebody shot almost every single day and take them to the hospital. Um, this is a city in America. It's not a war zone. This episode is produced and audio edited by Sabrina Boyd-Circa. A special thank you to Tom Rickert, Winston Harris, Christina Coppicer, and Myron Kaplan. Listen to more episodes of Gone Cold free on the Odyssey app.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 